You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We have a great show planned for you today. John Beaver is president and CEO of BioLays Incorporated, and he's our guest. John, welcome to the program. Good morning, Rick. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Let's get right into it. You've been with BioLays since 2017. Tell us, what first attracted you to this firm? You know, it's interesting, Rick, when um, BioLays called me back in 2017 to potentially join the company, um, I was not from the dental industry and not from the laser industry, so I knew very little about dental lasers for sure. And as I was doing my research and started peeling the onion back, what, what amazed me was you have this technology that knowing what I know today, every dentist should have. You have a company like BioLase that's been in, in business for a while and the global leader in this space. But yes, the market is only you know penetrated less than 10%. So I saw it as a huge opportunity to uh, join a what I believe would be a fast growing company. So let's before we talk about the firm, let's talk a little bit more about you. What was your background, if not in the space that BioLase is in? Yeah, so I, I grew up always wanting to be a doctor. And so I went off to the University of Texas, uh, set uh, set my sights on that. And after a couple of years, I decided, well, maybe that's not for me. So I became an accountant. Um, my first job was with Monsanto when they were a Fortune 50 chemical company. And for the first 25 years of my life, um, really went through a career, went through the uh, the various jobs in accounting, finance, and the chemical industry, all working for uh, publicly traded companies, uh, private equity backed. I used to joke that was the worst of both worlds. And then um, had opportunity back in 2009 to join a solar startup company here in California in uh, San Jose. And so I did that for about seven or eight years uh, before uh, joining BioLays. So what is it about you and your background that you think caused them to reach out to you, given the fact that you weren't from or in their industry at the time? Yeah, so I think it was the, you know, my, my experience has been manufacturing from day one. So whether or not it was chemicals, uh, solar silicon and solar cells or dental lasers, it was all manufacturing, making something. I think what also intrigued BioLays was the uh, the growth phase that we went um, in my solar company, you know, going from zero revenue to $100 million run rate revenue in a year. Uh, so that high growth, and that's certainly what we expected and expected BioLays. So I think that intrigued them. And and also the fact that as a CFO at, at solar industry, um, in the solar industry and also in the chemical industry, I kind of was maybe I say more well-rounded than some people coming out of finance. I've been involved in marketing, commercial, uh, manufacturing, you know, kind of run the gamut as you do during startups, right? So we're going to put a pin on that piece. I'm going to want to come back to it, but I think for the goodness of the audience, we ought to talk a little bit about BioLays. And so tell us a little bit more about the firm. Yeah, so BioLays is the world's leading laser dental company. Uh, we make two types of lasers. One is an all tissue laser under our water lace brand, and the other is a soft tissue laser or a dial laser under our Epic brand. So from an all tissue laser standpoint, as I mentioned, you know, we are the leader in the, in the industry. We sell about 60% of these type of lasers to dentists worldwide. Uh, we sell in the U.S. with a direct um, 
commercial organization, direct sales organization. And we saw in over 80 countries worldwide through distributors. And so uh, for water lays, you know, the, the all tissue laser has over 80 FDA cleared indications um, all the way from uh, treating periodontal disease to healing um, sick implants uh, to taking your kid to get a cavity restored without having a shot or the drill, kind of less pain, less shot dentistry, uh, phrenectomies in a, loss of, in a less invasive way. So it's all around uh, providing uh, what we believe is uh, really the gold standard of care and dentistry, a less invasive nature of, of, of the procedures. And when you look at the body, um, the mouth is the last part of the body that the lasers haven't taken over as a gold standard of care, right? Hmm. You would never think about going to get corrective vision surgery with that guy still using a scalpel. Uh, Lasix has taken over, um, certainly, and I certainly believe that will be the case uh, with uh, lasers and dentistry in the near term. So, so let's go back to the start, if we could, a little bit of a history lesson on BioLase. Who, how did they, who decided and how, who came up with the technology that allowed the company to- So BioLase was started? formed back in the, actually the 1980s. Uh, and it was all around, you know, optics and lasers. Um, around, uh, I would say the mid nineties, the company really started focus on, on, on the dental segment. We have over 300 patents, um, most of them in dentistry, but we also have ophthalmology patents, dermatology patents, uh, veterinarian patents, you know, for the lasers. Um, I kid that it seems like all lasers, the start of, of lasers kind of go through Russia. Um, one of our, um, founders was a, a Russian physicist and, um, you know, got into lasers as well. And so um, we saw, I think uh, back in, you know, around 95, 96, a real benefit and a real need to have lasers in dentistry. And so we developed, um, and we're the only company that, that sells lasers today that were developed, uh, conceived specifically for dentists. You know, our, our competitors have have, uh, and they put out good lasers, but they've all come from, you know, medical or, or derm background. So let's talk about what it sounds like to me is new technology adoption in the dental industry. So what have you learned in your time with BioLase about that technology adoption? Yeah, I will tell you that adoption is always slower than you think. And then it becomes an overnight success 20 years in the making um, is it, amazing. What I've learned is really, I've studied a lot about the uh, technology adoption curve. And when you look at that, and it really doesn't matter what industry, or even if you're looking at, at iPhones, you know, on, on your block, um, you have the first say 5% of the population, uh, target population that are the innovators, right? And th those are the ones that want to be the first one on the street with the new technology, uh, they don't care if it works all the time and they, they really don't care about training that much. They can figure it out. Um, and we did a great job in selling to that segment of the dental population the first 10 or 15 years we were doing this. Um, however, that's only about the first 5% of the population, right? Then after that, you get to the early adopter segment, which is the next, you know, call it 10 to 15% after that first 5%. And that's a whole different marketing and um, awareness campaign. Uh, that segment of the population requires that the laser, you know, or whatever technology they're incorporating works all the time. That is intuitive, but they have plenty of training after sales support 
um, continuous education. And that's really where we've made, I think, the, the, the biggest strides at BioLays over the last few years is changing the company to really address that, um, that early adopter segment of the, of the population, which is what we're in now. And then if you look at those uh, change curves, once you get about halfway through that early adopter segment, uh, penetrating with technology, um, it really becomes exponential growth. It sounds like uh, <clears throat> years ago, I read a book by Jeffrey Moore, Crossing the Chasm, where he talked about how technology. Exactly. Okay. All right. That's so exactly what I'm talking about. Crossing the chasm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Different segments require different approaches. And that's really great that you came in with that knowledge and experience. See, it's, ladies and gentlemen, it's powerful to read books and to be knowledgeable about what's out there. So many good ideas that you can put into practice, you know, and actually learn from history. <laughs> yes. go, go figure. <clears throat> right. And um, moving into that major market where people are buying it every day, it's a lot about who else like me has one of your systems too, right? It's reference selling and making them comfortable. Oh, with absolutely. I will tell you that um, instead, Bali's did a great job, as I said, with the, the uh, innovator segment of the population, but then the company stagnated around that. And one other thing I've learned in, in the dental industry is nothing sells um, capital equipment like peer-to-peer -peer referral. Mm. So uh, a dentist telling a, a, a friend that's a dentist about how great they're um, doing in their office, incorporating this technology. Um, and to do that, to get those peer-to-peer -peer referrals, you have to treat every customer like they're your favorite, your best customer. And that's what we're attempting to do. Customer service. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you've had an interesting career and even at BioLays, you've had an interesting career in that you started as the CFO, then you took on the COO responsibilities. And now, as I said, in the open, you're the CEO and president of BioLays. So I wonder if you could reflect on that arc of your career within BioLays and what's different about being the CEO of the company versus maybe the CFO or the COO? Well, as I mentioned, when when I joined with Bowley's, one of the things that I think attracted them to me and certainly attracted me to them was the opportunity I felt to get involved in a lot of aspects of the business. So even though coming in as CFO you know, almost five years ago now, um, one of the first things I did was uh, take on um, a, a formed a team to look at um, the customer journey and how do we make that customer journey better? You know, nothing to do with finance, right? They're going to be furthest away from that. And it really was a cross-functional team. And so, you know, getting involved with the customer, going out on, on ride-alongs with the, the account managers, territory managers that we have, and seeing what the customer is saying, what potential customers are saying, that's the stuff I love doing. So I was doing that as a CFO anyway, um, uh, from almost from day one. So from that aspect, you know, my, my job really hasn't changed that much. Um, I certainly have more support. Um, uh, on the uh, on the finance side, so I spend less time uh, doing uh, you know concentrating on that. Um, but we're a we're a fairly small company. We have less than 200 employees, so very much like a um, like a startup company as well. And so in these type of companies, you just roll up your sleeve and you, you get involved in everything, and certainly everything that you want to be involved in, you can uh, be involved in. So what, that's, you know, that's been great. Um, certainly during my five years uh, here, uh, the company and the employees did a, 
I mean, I just thank them every day for allowing me to come in and 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 having them train me and educate me on the on the dental space. Uh, and we, we have people that have been in dentistry, you know, so much longer than me that you know, I like to say have forgotten more about dentistry that I'll learn in a lifetime. But they've been so gracious with their, um, you know, with with their um, their knowledge has really allowed me to uh, to hit the ground running. I've seen in social media that you have been out in the field and you still are doing that. And I'm wondering what have those trips from from your perspective uh, helped you to learn about the dental industry, meeting with prospective dentists and current clients that are dentists? I mean, what are you picking up just from being close to the business like that? So one of the first things I learned, because one of the questions I had was, why hasn't this taken off? quicker than, than it has, right? Why is the adoption still under 10% um, for all tissue laser technology? And what I heard, Rick, was um, uncertainty. Hmm. I'm unsure if I can um, learn how to utilize this technology and, and to learn how to work it. I'm unsure if I can make money at it. Uh, I'm unsure if my office staff will accept it. I'm unsure if the patients will accept it. Um, and so that was really the advent of our Waterlays exclusive trial program where we invite dentists, mainly general practitioners, but some specialists to come in. We give them two days of free training. We give them the laser for 45 days. We work with them. We, we train them. We track their procedures to see how much money they're making on it. Um, we help um, train their office staff. And then in 45 days, we say, you know, would you like to buy the laser or do you want us to come and get it? And uh, so far, we've had about 50% say they want to buy the laser, which has been a, a great track record for us. So certainly learn that. Um, the other thing I've learned during the ride-alongs is, um, you know, from a territory manager standpoint, we have about 25 territory managers in the U.S. And a lot of times those guys, I think, feel like they're on an island alone. You know, they're away from corporate. They're working um, on their own. A lot of responsibility, a lot of accountability for them. Um, and it's, you know, me going out and, and trying to get the rest of the team communicating as well uh, with them to let them know that you know it's not an island. They have a lot of resources um, that we can provide from from the mothership, you know, out here in in uh, Southern California. So that's been interesting. Um, but the probably the most um, gratifying aspect of the ride-alongs has been actually talking with the customers and getting a lot of um, doctor testimonials. It's amazing how many doctors out there that they'll close up their practice if, if the laser breaks or something, you know, they, they can't use it for that day. Uh, they use it on every patient, every case and getting those testimonials have been, to me, those are gold nuggets and, and hearing that. I mean, you know, I've also heard about some things that we can do better. And, and that's been a very, uh, I've been very appreciative of that as well. And we've made some changes to our like service department to, uh, to better respond to some of those things that I've heard. Early in my career, I was a salesperson, and um, many times the, the president would come and do a ride-along because he had a sales background. And one of the things that I noticed is the power of the questions that he would ask me. And then the other thing was whenever offered a suggestion and then it got implemented, the pride of ownership that I had as just a field-level person that I was helping the company was really very gratifying. I'm sure in your experience, John, you have that same sense. Oh, absolutely. One of the questions I ask, you know, during every ride along with the territory managers, what are we doing well? What can we do better? Right? Because nobody knows 
more than they do out in the field every every day right and so we've gotten a lot of good ideas from from that conversation so let's talking talk about sharpening the saw in addition to traveling with the sales and meeting with the clients and prospects what else are you doing john to stay current and sharpen your saw as a ceo yeah for the most part what i concentrate on given you know the the um relatively short period of time I've been in the industry is read as much as I can about the industry, about, uh, you know, clinical papers, uh, that may impact us, try to go as many shows and, and conferences as I can. Um, I'll, I'm on three or four different mailing lists from, uh, from various, uh, like, uh, uh Dr. Bicuspid is an example where you know i'm reading every every yeah, pretty pretty funny name right but yeah, right. Uh, uh dental town you know just to name a couple where i'm reading about those and something piques my curiosity i'll i'll click it so i usually spend you know 30 minutes to an hour every day just on things like that um kind of early in the day um trying to to continue to educate about this this industry that i know i can always learn more about and I think that's quite powerful having a <clears throat> a learner's mindset when it comes to your industry. Sometimes people have been in a space for long enough to figure like they've got it dialed in. And that's usually when things start to go a little bit off the rails because they've stopped paying attention to some degree. So I applaud you for that. What has been COVID's impact on your firm and the dental industry at large? Yeah, so from our firm standpoint, <laughs> it certainly was a, a, a seismic shift almost overnight. Uh, unfortunately, we went through some furloughs, some salary reductions, just really to survive. Um, we were able to come out of COVID um, once dental offices started coming back to work in kind of late 2020 um, by bringing everybody back. You know, we had everybody back work in the summer of 2020, which was great. Um, and, and certainly we're full tilt now and back to pre-COVID um, and surpassing pre-COVID revenue levels. I think we're past that point. One of the advantages that we we had, though, and, and certainly didn't realize it at the time, um, but looking back on it, uh, we quickly pivoted as dental offices were shut down in the spring and early summer of 2020 uh, to doing a lot of webinars. You know, I mentioned that education is so important to this segment that we're that we're um, uh, trying to introduce the technology to, and we had over 300 webinars during about a three month period. And we touched about 20,000 dentists, which was uh, tremendous educational, um, showing what the technology can do, you know, both on the soft tissue and in the all tissue space. Now, what that allowed us to do is once we could get back into the office, we had a significant number of marketing qualified leads. So, you know, we said you 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 went to this webinar, you said you wanted to learn more about this technology. Here we are. And so that allowed us, I think, to to certainly hit the ground running. Um, from a from an overall industry standpoint, certainly from what I've seen and the stats I've seen, um, everybody's back at the dentist. And I'm talking mainly U.S. here. Uh, international has come back slower uh, than the U.S. and every country is different. But in the U.S., um, I think everybody's you know, 100% uh, back. The most challenging part of COVID, I think, for, for dentistry today is the great resignation that occurred. Um, I hear over and over again how dental offices are understaffed. Um, they've had a significant amount of hygienists leave the, 
the uh, industry permanently, you know, retired and so forth, or go on and, and do different things. Dental assistants, front office uh, staff. And so that's the, I think that's the dental industry's biggest challenge today is just finding enough talented people. It's interesting. Uh, I don't want to skip over that. That's a very important uh, reality for your clients and for the marketplace. But coming back to your experience doing the webinars, you know, I don't know how many you had planned before COVID kind of forced you to find an alternative, but sometimes those constraints can open up opportunities that I would assume you're still doing webinars at a more accelerated pace today because they prove to be a good way to introduce your product to new prospects, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, probably we were doing, I don't know, three or four a month and went to at least one a day, if not more than that. Uh, we've scaled back a little bit because dentists are now back in the office and they have their full-time job. And so that we don't have that, um, that uh, captured audience, right? Captive audience, if you will. Um, but we, we still do more educational events, uh, more training events than we ever have um, today. I love that in out of a adversity becomes an opportunity and an enlightenment and then an adjustment in the business model moving forward. So for anyone who may be feeling a little bit challenged by something, find the opportunity in that, that constraint that might give you a brighter future. Thank you for sharing your experience. I wonder what the future's holding though, John, for BioLays. Describe your vision for the future. Well, one of the things I put on my, my LinkedIn banner is one of my goals is to raise a generation of kids not afraid of going to the dentist. How great Amen. would that be? <laughs> Guess what? If kids aren't afraid to go in the dentist and teenagers aren't, young adults aren't, adults aren't, right? And so we, we get them early. And so I'm very passionate about providing Orange County with uh, better uh, dental health care for children. I'm on the board of Healthy Smiles for Kids of Orange County, um, and we've donated some lasers to them and training and so forth. I love that they're getting that that training. But, you know, from a vision at, at BioLays, it's all around accelerating that adoption curve. OK, I know this is going to happen. There's no doubt in my mind that every dentist will have a laser in their office 100 years from now. OK question is, how soon can we make that happen? And so everything that we do at BioLace, everything I do, you know, I would say every waking minute that I spend at BioLace is around finding out ways to accelerate that adoption curve, uh, be it training, be it the, uh, the trial program that we mentioned. You know, we have a few other things uh, up our sleeve as well. So it's all, it's all around that. It's all about accelerating that adoption curve. Well, and that's a lofty goal to make a trip to the dentist, not something that people worry about, because you're right, it's not just children, but we carry that later in life, too. It's I don't know what it is about the dental office that can freak people out. But I'll attest that for years, I was one of those people until I found the dentist who I had total confidence in. And then over time, because I've been with him for almost 25 years now, uh, I've learned that I'm going to be okay by going there. So I can't say I look forward to it but I'm not a worried about it. I will it tell anymore. you that, that when I moved here, um, my prior dentist in Houston did not have a laser. Uh, when I moved here, I went to uh, waterlays.com, put in my zip code, found a waterlays dentist near me. <laughs> and I, one of my favorite days, you know, every three or four months is when I go to the dentist and get the laser treatment. Uh, I just love it. And we talk shop a little bit, but sure. uh, you know, I, I certainly never am frightened of going to a dentist. 
So, so you mentioned the platform there that people can go to. How do people learn more about BioLays or connect with you on LinkedIn? Yeah, so we're big on on almost all the social media um, platforms. So uh, uh, not only our website, BioLays.com, uh, B-I-O-L-A-S-E, uh, but we're big on, um, on uh, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, we do a lot of uh, YouTube and Vimeo um, videos as well. And, uh, you know, people can uh, can uh, uh, ask to to link up with me on LinkedIn at um, John Bieber. Well, John, I want to thank you for giving up your time here today to be a guest on our talk show. My pleasure, Rick. Thank you. I'd like to thank our audience for being a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. John's episode was episode number one thousand three hundred and sixty one. If you'd like to be on the show, if you're an Orange County entrepreneur and you have a story to tell, who doesn't? Uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to learn more about it and possibly have you as a future guest on the program. You can also visit my website, rickfranzi.com. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Mm -hmm.